because what it seems like is that everybody just I was like, okay, guys, everybody get hyped for the show. Everybody get ready. And they're like, woo, I'll be back in five minutes. Woo. And then I come back and like literally nothing happened. So it's obviously fake wooing. And I'm speaking to the people at home now that you need to come to a live show. You absolutely have to come out and you have to show these girls what hype means. I hyped them up. I, I, I talked. I did a little bit of self-relating. It's so wonderful before people come out. And then... And then it's time for the show. And it was like, yeah. it's just it's just like the Monty Python Holy Grail thing. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. Yay. It's all I get. I need a hype man. I need I need someone to come out. John Stewart talked about how great it was to have a hype man for the Daily Show that he wanted to take them home. That he, how great it was to have somebody come out before he did the Daily Show that, like, made everybody laugh and, and hype that up. That he wanted to just take them and be like, go on in there and jiggle the keys from my babies. Be like, here's daddy! And then, and then he could walk in the room and his kids would just, yay! That's what he wanted. That's what I want, too. <sighs> Will my ego ever be fulfilled? Guys, it's a tip show. We have lots of wonderful requests from you guys. I need to just say, before we begin, uh, thank you guys for your patience with me throughout season one. Thank you guys for all of the compliments that you have paid me. It really means a lot. Um, because I, I, it's, been a bit, it's been a pretty big experiment, and it's working. I feel like it's working. You guys are telling me that it's working. And it's been interesting trying to keep that whole thing going while I have been in a depressive episode. But I do want to say that uh, I did say earlier this month to patrons, and I'm feeling more comfortable saying it just out loud now to, to people who listen to, you know, the live show. You're, you're typically somebody who listens to more of me and likes me more than your typical fan. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And you, um, I am feeling better. I am coming out of it a little bit. I'm still not ready for all takers, Right. I'm still not like feeling ready to to move on to everything and 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 declare to the world like I'm back. But uh, your patience and your support these last couple of weeks have meant the world while keeping all these balls in the air. And I I I feel really comfortable. I feel like I can keep this pace forever. It's, it's, I know it's not exciting for you, but I'm just being honest. Like these, the live shows are for daddy. You guys can tell. So daddy's going to be honest right now. Um, I'm so excited that I'm halfway to another break, right? Like that's the best thing about this system for me is that I, I constantly am, am just, just on the horizon to my next break because I can do just about anything for a hundred days. I can do I know this from my past and from beating my head against walls and from relationships with ballerinas. I can do just about anything for 100 days, just any kind of endurance or hell, and I can make it through. And so, not that this is endurance or hell. However, it is about 100 days, and it's so exciting for me. Oh my god. I just I can't begin to tell you guys how much the creativity gets to swirl after about 72 hours of sitting around, after about 72 hours of being bored, I just, there's a part of me that's just like, okay, well, 
this sucks. And what are we going to do? Like about 72 hours of sitting around is all it takes. And then my mind's all like, well, we got to entertain you some way. So what if, what if it's a vampire that likes when you have garlic? And then fucks you. What if it's a vampire that thinks garlic's an aphrodisiac? Like about 72, 75 hours after my last bit of work, those thoughts just start coming to me. And like, if I don't do anything with that, within about a week, I will 100% be in the shower. And I'll just be like, okay, so the wizard, he has... Uh, he has a special ability that can make your blood turn hot, but the spell only works if he's in proximity to someone who can be used as a catalyst. Now, for this erotic audio purposes, a cat like the like the more I don't do something with these thoughts, the more intricate they become, and eventually they're just like the, like Game of Thrones upstairs, and I'm like, I'm just ah ah, I just have to get the creativity out. And uh, that's my process. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people have. Oh, see, people are now into the vampires and the wizards. This is why you never say anything midway through. This is why you never reveal a work in progress. Now people are gonna. Now next time I do a sex wizard, they're gonna be like, okay, there's gonna be blood magic. There's gonna be blood magic, and if there's not, then I get hate mail. Oh my god, I don't even remember where I was. Um, in all sincerity, I mean, everything I just said was sincere, but this is sincere too. So in, in more sincerity, I being able to take the extra time off and think about the pieces and what I wanted to do with them and how to make them more narrative. You guys have been asking me questions about that and about these these last seven pieces, and I just wanted to real quick answer them before we get back to a question and answer uh, segment, since that's not back on the podcast just yet. Um, but one thing I did want to say before we get into the cold readings tonight is that one big part of my process, and one of the reasons why it's so nice to have weeks off, is that when I do get something that's really interesting to me, uh, Either it's a thought of my own or it's something that you guys suggest. I then get to fully process it. And when I don't have the time off to plan everything out, a lot of the time I'll get an idea or somebody will recommend something to me. And then I just have to go, oh, well, that's great, but I just did two BDSM pieces. Or, oh, that's that's fantastic, but I don't quite know how to make that work and I'll just discard that for later. And then I'll have to come back to it when I'm not inspired. And sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. And so the the reason why pieces are a little bit longer right now, narratively, and the narration is is kind of going all over the place, is because you guys have been so wonderful and so patient with me. Um, and I just, I can't thank you enough. I really can't. Before we get into the reading tonight, I know that I'm a little bit rambly because I'm a little bit happy. Uh, <clears throat> but it mean, it means a lot to me that I get to that that I get to be creative that I get to fully endorse my creative side and I get to play with it I get to write pieces as long as I want like a net, net like a Netflix episode right that's the best part of a Netflix 
episode from from my point of view uh, as a writer is that the writers get to write it as long as they want it to be. I get to take the ideas that I want and I get to bring them to life. I get to take the ideas that you guys give me, that you guys entrust to me, and put them into some kind of working condition. I get to animate them. And I only have to do the ones that I want. I only have to do what feels good, what feels inspired. That is such a nurturing environment for a depressed person who can't leave the house. I can't begin to tell you. I know, because I've had a lot of different work environments as a depressed person who had a lot of trouble leaving the house. And it's just, if if you've noticed or thought, like, these last seven episodes were... If you if you think, wow, there's a lot of creativity in there, or it's really interesting, or I like where this is going, or even if there's a favorite piece of yours, if if, if I've managed to do that, just know that I am grateful for you, that you have enabled it, that you have fostered it, and that from the bottom of my heart, I believe that this is true. It's taken me too long to fulfill my promises, but I have tried to fulfill them all, and I am attempting to do just that. But I I promise you, there is a greater depth of work ahead. I promise you that this is opening up a channel. This is not the full of its capacity or its ability. And I did want to say that in in, in retrospect at, at halfway through this season, because um, it's going well. The last seven episodes have gone well, and you have shown me, and it's it's really just been appreciated. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't really have a funny story. I, uh, I didn't leave the house for two weeks. <laughs> that's That's all I got. I got in a whole PTSD mindset, and I couldn't leave the house for 14 days. Uh, so it's a real good thing that I have my groceries delivered. Is all I can say. It's a it's a real it's a real good thing that I live in this in this modern world uh, that I'm living in right now. And so if if you're all concerned about that, and you're like, oh my god, that's so scary. It's so scary. Should I be concerned that he didn't leave the house for 14 days? The answer is yes. Holy shit, that's crazy town, and you should 100% be worried for me. I don't blame you at all. I am too. Uh, it's the only therapy session that I've canceled in 2019. I'm like, ah, I'm going to I'm going to have to call into therapy crazy today. Sorry, boss. I'm not going to be able to make it into this session. I have to call into therapy. Why? I'm too crazy to go. <laughs> it was an interesting it was an interesting email chain. You can't come see me to get less crazy because you're too crazy. Just this week, just this week, I'm normally not too crazy to get less crazy, but just this week, I'm a little too crazy to get less crazy. Just this week, for whatever reason. So here's how it works. I've got a front door, and then I've got a front porch, and then I've got a security door. Big metal security door, right? And the big metal security door to record is is covered... Uh, in various pieces of of sound dampening cloth, okay? So I have this sound dampening cloth, and I take it off the door, and then I have to unlock the door. This is after I've already come out the front door. And for two weeks, I could get that far, that that I could get to the security door, that I could take off the stuff for the front door, leave the front door, get out, go to the security door, take the cloth off the security door, put my hand on the handle for the security door, 
But that was as far as I could get. And then just just for a little while, just for about a little over ten days, because I didn't try every day for those two weeks, I'd be like, oh, I, I need to be able to go and do this thing, like to go and get medicine or whatever. And the crazy would just be like, no, 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 you don't. Everything's safe in here, and you're fine. Everything's okay, and you're just, hey, as long as you do work, everybody's happy with you, and you're doing work. So just stay there. By the way, a lot of people have died right outside this front door. A lot of people have been murdered and shot. That's why the police are here so much. By the way, just saying. <laughs> it is true, though. It is true that somebody just got shot right outside my front door in the last couple of weeks. That is actually a true story, and I didn't talk about it. It did actually set down the PTSD, uh, uh, the PTSD, uh, streak uh it happened literally one street down from where i live and not only did one person get shot but like they shot out with the cops right like the cops showed out and they shot them out they they're like oh let's just keep shooting at each other um so that's actually what began the ptsd uh not don't leave the house episode and uh it's also why the five dollar piece for <laughs> Patrons aren't up yet because there's been a lot of sirens lately. And what I'm trying to express is I'm still living in hell. So you guys can't take it easy. Just because season one's going well doesn't mean you can take it off. You have to come to the live shows. You have to share the podcast. I'm still uh, pedaling underwater to make this stuff for you guys. It's only my attitude that's gotten so much better. The situation is actually worse. It's actually worse than when I moved in. It's actually deteriorating around me. It's terrifying. And so sometimes uh, leaving the house is a little bit harder for me when I'm having a, like a big episode. However, I still manage it, uh, lately at least, for the gym, last couple of days. And so let me tell you something. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I've done I've done like workouts with personal trainers. I've done I've done workouts with like, you know, system of a down playing in your earbuds and your headphones and, and shit like that. I've done workouts uh, you know, at at not like Laguna Beach, you know, that kind of stuff. Not why does it go like Gold's Gym's kind of but like I, I've been to places I didn't realize I was going to places where people like really worked out, and then I ended up there. Like, well, now I gotta really work out because everybody here is like five thousand pounds of muscle. Like I've done a lot of like had to ramp myself up for workouts. But kids, let me tell you, if you think that there's a better warm up than your mind telling your body that it's going to die, that you're going to die with every single step that you make, you're totally wrong. You're absolutely fucking wrong. Like, if you think there's a better warm-up than your mind actually saying, if you do this, you're going to fucking die. If you leave this house, you're going to fucking die. You're going to fucking die if you do it. And then you do it anyway, and, you're, and your mind's, ah, 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 the whole time. Oh, my God. It's the best warm-up I've ever had. I jump on an ex, like, by the time I get to the gym, I'm like, oh, thank Christ. 
Like, I get inside the gym, my heart's already 170 fucking BPM, right? My body's already filled with adrenaline. I'm already shaking. I already can't get my keys out of the car. <sighs> oh, my God. It's the best workout I've ever had. It's incredible. The only way I can come down now after I get done, like after that ramp-up, is I drive around and I look for a homeless person and I kill him. It's the only way that I can get satisfied after that kind of ramp-up to start up with. Guys, don't worry. Guys, don't worry. It's a joke. Guys, it's a joke. You don't have to drive around to find a hobo in my neighborhood. There's always one on the way home. There's always just one on the way home and you can just... Mm, right in the kidney. Right in the kidney. They're too drunk to ever fight back. You poke them in the goddamn kidney just once with the ice pick. It's done. This mm, They don't even wake up. You smell the vodka pulling right out of them. It's nothing. It's nothing. Sometimes you just got to ramp yourself up. You got to be like, oh my God, it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. This city's so dangerous. And then you got to be like, I've become the danger. I am. I am the danger. No one can see a man through his helmet. You're not a man anymore, are you? Are you? You were never a man to begin with. You were always the void underneath the helmet. <laughs> All right, let's begin the show. Okay. <laughs> It's always fun making people laugh about murder. Okay. <clears throat> she walks in beauty like the night of cloudless climes and starry skies, and all that's best of dark and bright meet her in the aspect and her light. Thus mellowed to that tender light which heavens to gaudy day denies. One shade the more, one ray the less, had hath impaired the nameless grace, which waves in every raven tress of softly lightens over her face. Where thoughts serenely sweet express how pure, how dear their dwelling place. And on that cheek and o'er that brow, so soft, so calm, yet eloquent, the smiles that win, the tints that glow, but tell of days in goodness spent. A mind at peace with all below. A heart whose love is innocent. She Walks in Beauty by Lord Byron. And off we go. <clears throat> Oh my goodness, I guess we're doing classics tonight. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being an ideal grace. I love thee to level of every day's most quiet need, the sun and candlelight. I love thee freely, as men strive for right. I love thee purely, as they turn from praise. I love thee with the passions that put to use in all my old griefs, and with my childhood's faith. 
I love thee with a love I seem to lose, with my lost saints. I love thee with the breath, smiles, tears of all my life. And if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death. How do I love thee? By Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Uh, apologies, I've, I've read Napoleon's letters a number of times. They're even on YouTube, if you would like to. Thank you, whoever suggested them, but I have read them a number of times before. Napoleon and Josephine are on YouTube. Okay. <clears throat> Why do I love you, sir? Because. Because the wind does not require the grass to answer, wherefore when he pass, she cannot keep her place. Because he knows, and you do not, you, and we know not, enough for us, the wisdom, it be so. The lightning never asked the eye wherefore it shut when he was by, because he knows it cannot speak, and reasons not contained of talk be then preferred by daintier folk. The sunrise, sire, compelleth me, because he's sunrise and I see. Therefore, then, I love thee. Why do I love you, sir? By Emily Dickinson. We're getting culture tonight. These are all A-listers tonight. My goodness. <clears throat> I like my body when it is with your body. It is quite new a thing. Muscles better and nerves more. I like your body. I like what it does. I like its house. I like to feel the spine of your body and its bones and the trembling, firm smoothness, and which I will again and again and again kiss. I like kissing this and that of you. I like slowly stroking the shocking fuzz of your electric fur. And what is it comes over parting flesh, and eyes big love crumbs. And possibly I like the thrill of under me, you are quite new. I Like My Body When It's With Yours by E. E. Cummings <clears throat> I don't think you'd be surprised, but I've had you running through my mind like a certain blue hedgehog. Quite frequently, I find that smile so cute and innocent. It's like sugar for my eyes. But the thoughts going through my mind haven't all been pure. I may not know the pleasures of the flesh, but I'd, I'd be more than happy to discover them with you, or that you can be sure. I want to create paintings of your body with my hands and lips, to taste the passion in your voice and both sets of lips. You're a diamond, 
and I want to make your ass shine like the gym you are. In other words, I want to make you feel like a work of art. A Work of Art by Nero Ame Alucard Oh, goodness, that's the last one. Gosh, I should have started with that one. Oh, my God. I could have started with Sonic. Sonic. That's it for poetry. It's crazy. Gosh. We have so much porn. Do you guys want porn? Are you guys excited for porn? I'm excited for porn, too. Every... Oh, my God. Quick quotes. You're absolutely right. 100%. I missed it. My apologies. Let's do quick quotes, and then we'll go into porn. Quick quotes. Apologies. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly, for recommending or uh, reminding. Quick quotes. Quick quotes. If you put it in quotes, I have to say it, even if you say oots. I don't know. I don't know how to... Quotes is a hard word to rhyme. Let's see. Quote. Tote, moat, smote, you should definitely, you should definitely be suggesting, for one, I said goat, for two, you should definitely be putting in quick quotes instead of rhymes for quote, of which there are very many. I accept that I was wrong and there's a lot of, there's a lot of rhyme schemes for quote now. Thanks, guys. All right. Quick quotes, quick quotes. If you sing it, I will I will say it, and I'll dote. There you go. There you go. Are you happy? Jerks. Okay. <clears throat> Good girl. Come here, little one. Let me hold you. <laughs> oh, come on. This is so personal. <clears throat> come here, Aaron. Sit on my lap and let me hold you close. <laughs> like, that's one step above, like, Sarah, it's August 17th. You have to peel the zucchinis. <laughs> Don't abuse the system too much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let daddy silence all the thoughts in your head. You're my good girl. Oh, no, 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 baby girl. You're not getting this thick cock until that pussy's dripping wet for daddy. You've been a good girl. Now, let Daddy take care of everything. I see that you're nervous to ask me what you want. But please, Princess, won't you try? Oh, you've been a brave girl for me. You deserve a reward. I've got you, baby girl. Oh, 
the things I'm going to do to you. Sweetheart, I know you're very excited, but patience is the key. Sanic and Danky King. I don't normally like it when men make fun of women for not getting something from a video game, but Danky Kang is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my fucking life. Look it up. Donkey Kong, but replacing the O's with A's. Danky Kang. <laughs> I just know that my answer, if I were on Jeopardy, and it was like a sports team, and they'd be like, What's the name of the Chicago animal with the horns? I'd be like, I know that I'd just be all like, because I'm dyslexic as fuck and I don't give a shit. I'd be all like, the Chicago Bills? And that no one would ever let me live it down or some shit. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> oh, Bulls, Bills. It's a, it's an, it's an, it's a vowel difference. Go fuck yourself. I said it with a Chicago accent. The Bills. Bills. Bears, bulls, bills, go fuck yourself. They're all the same. All right, was that it for quick quotes? Everybody done? I guess so. I got reminded for quick quotes and then nobody had any. I think you need to lay down, relax, and let me distract you with my mouth on your pussy. Daddy's cock, your pussy, now. I'm going to dig my fingers into your flesh tonight, baby. And if you're lucky, I'll even leave a mark. You're just so fun to play with. My goodness. My little slut is trying so hard. All right, guys, we're finishing up. Especially if you're new, feel free to go ahead and put something in. But that's what we're doing for quick quotes tonight before we move on to the professional smut. It's always something with me. There's always police sirens or a click in my sinus network that I can't get rid of, even with saline solution. There's always something with me, and I always overcome. So when the day finally aligns that there's no longer any issues, I'm going to rip this fucking world apart. Do you hear me? When I'm finally done having all these issues and I'm no longer held back, I'm going to rip this fucking world apart. I'm going to tear it right open. I'm going to grab two pieces of it, one in each hand, and I'm going to pull it right open. And the magma is going to spill into the ocean. The steam is going to roll into the sky. And you will all know that it was me who killed you. I'm sorry, did I reveal too much about myself there? <laughs> Apologies. 
everybody everybody eats the moon now when they're doing well. Because I remember this is this is true. Before I get into it, just a little bit. Donald Glover, fourteen months ago, was on the cover of every magazine. Right? Donald Donald Glover was like everybody loves Donald Glover and he's amazing and we all love him. And then Solo came out, and suddenly like. Headlines went from like Donald Glover is going to eat the moon to Donald Glover. What's Donnie doing right now? Right? It took one shitty Star Trek spin-off movie, one shitty Star Trek prequel to go from he's going to eat the moon to I wonder what season 3 of Atlantis going to be up to. Don't you? Like that's that's all it took. He's not even the star of the movie that didn't do well. That's all it took to fucking regulate him from Moon Eater to Guy Next Door. And so all I'm saying is, my when it comes time for me to be a Moon Eater, I'm going to eat that fucking... I'm going to rip the earth open instead. That's what I'm going to do with the power. I'm not going to try and eat the moon. It's like a Russian winter. I'm going to grab the earth and I'm going to... You were foolish to teach me about plate tectonics. I now know where your planet is weak. <laughs> all right, all right. <clears throat> I'm going to try. Just give me one second here. That's why there's all this clicking. I'm going to try a different setup here. No, come back. I need you guys for feedback and validation. There we go. Okay. Gonna try something a little bit different here. <clears throat> I watch him tip his head back as he finishes his beer. He gives me a knowing look, one that makes me blush, then grabs our glasses and heads to the bar to get another round. One second here. Somebody said I could eat the world, and then I click on it, and it's just a chocolate ball and shitty foil wrapper. <sighs> I was really hoping that there was, like, a solution to actually eat the world in there. Just go full Galactus. But apparently that's just too much to ask for. All right. <clears throat> I watch him trip his head back as he finishes his beer. He gives me a knowing look, one that makes me blush, then grabs our glasses and heads to the bar to get another round. His black jeans fit his ass perfectly. His narrow hips are leaning casually against the bar. He smiles at the bartender, and I can see her swoon a little bit. It's how most people react to him. His dark, chiseled, classically handsome features pair perfectly with his genuinely friendly outlook. His magic still works on me, too. How? Did I get so lucky? I tap nervously on the table with my nails, twirl my hair. I sigh, try to relax, but I can't stop this feeling in my stomach. I flash back to when I was a child, probably three years old. I was playing tag with my sister, and she fell, scraping her knee. I gasped at the sharp pain in my own leg, looking down, expecting to see blood. My knee was perfect, and the, ta and the pain disappeared, as quickly as it came. I didn't realize then what I know now. 
My thoughts are interrupted by Rob breathlessly plopping into a stool across from me, some of the suds slosh over the rim of the glass when he sets our beers down with a clink. Everything all good? The bar is filled up, bodies and voices colliding, but when he speaks, I have no trouble hearing his deep timber. Yeah, I say a little too cheerfully. I take a swig of beer to buy a little time and remind myself, you wouldn't be doing this if you weren't sure about him. He looks at me expectingly, but gently. It's always a judgment-free zone with him, something that someone like me can appreciate more than most. I actually have something to tell you. I bite my lip then, and, depending on your reaction, something to ask you? I'm intrigued. He leans forward so that his face is inches from mine, and I can smell his cologne, musky and rich, over the mix of the beer and bar crowd. I've gone over this conversation so many times and started it so many ways in my head, but of course now, at the moment of truth, I start with, fuck. His eyes lift at the corners, and he laughs, but waits. <clears throat> Ever since I was young... I started again. I've, I've had a sense that I've come to realize most people don't have. When someone is cold, I can feel their shivers, their goosebumps. Not in my body, but theirs. He nods slowly, his brows slightly furrowed. One morning, when I was ten, I think, I was sitting across from my dad eating breakfast, and my vision went blurry and I looked up. But I wasn't looking at my dad anymore. I was looking at myself through his eyes. It was blurry. I could see my purple PJs and blonde hair. He put his glasses on, and I could see myself clearly, lifting cereal to my mouth and chewing it. Rob reaches to run his fingers over mine, and I'm grateful. I know how ridiculous I sound. I take a sip of my beer and smile at him. They used to come randomly, these flashes, but now I can usually control them. I mostly block them out, to be honest. What I feel is enough. He chuckles and leans back, running his fingers through his hair. So you can't read people's minds, but their bodies? That's a great way of putting it, yeah. I'm grinning at his response that he hasn't run out the door, that he's sticking with me. And you could pick anyone in this bar and feel what they're feeling right now. Yes. I'd rather ask permission, though. It's a little violating, isn't it? Rob's brow is still furrowed, but he reaches back across the table to brush my hand with his rough thumb. His eyes lift to mine, and they're clear, bright, excited even. You could... Feel how soft your hand is through me. I nod. Maybe I won't even need to ask him the question I've been aching over, the reason for this conversation. He reaches for me to stroke my hair, caress my cheek. His touch is warm on my skin, and he trails his fingers down my throat, stops at my collarbone. And if I give permission, you would be able to feel how hard... You're making my cock right now. 
He's smiling wickedly. He's playfully pinching my nipple. Ding, ding, ding. I groan and bite my lip, leaning into him. He's got it. He hops from his stool and pulls me close to him, lifting my arms so that we're slow dancing in the middle of the bar. If you gave me permission, I whisper into his ear, I could feel fucking everything. What the fuck are you waiting for? He kisses my temple and drags me to the door. All right, you have my permission. Now what? He's pouring two glasses of whiskey, the sleeves of his flannel shirt pushed up to reveal his gorgeously sculpted forearms. I'm not sure. I haven't exactly done this before. I perched on the armrest of the blue velvet couch, my legs swinging, watching him. His hands move expertly as he corks the bottle and pops it in the freezer. Then they glide over his hair before he takes a glass and brings it to me. I have an idea, and you're not going to like it. I grin up at him. Do the dishes? He bursts out into laughter. That's the least sexy foreplay of all time. We'll see about that. I spank him as he turns to the sink. I close my eyes after watching him walk away, breathe, focus. I hear the whoosh of the water pouring from the faucet, the clink of the glass. He's humming a little, enjoying the task despite himself. I stroke the soft velvet of the couch beside me, and it's heating up, almost to the point of searing. And then the couch is melting at my touch. It turns to water. And then... There's a coolness of a porcelain plate, the rough texture of a towel, the ripple of glass on a tumbler spraying into the mano, his finger pads. I've got it. The sense spreads from his hands up his arms where the hot water is splashing. The weight of his watch sits on his wrist, soft shirt, slightly hunched shoulders, stiff jeans, feet warm and dry in his shoes. Fuck off. Are your shoes always that comfy? He turns off the faucet smooth, slick, and crosses the room to me, laughing. It worked. My eyes are still closed, but I see myself laughing too, perkily sat there, waiting for him. It's so fucking weird. Her, he wraps my hair in his fist and kisses me. My lips are so soft under his, my breath warm. The vibration of the groan rumbles into his hand, huge and pressed into my back. It's wild how I can sense an at. <clears throat> it's wild how I can somehow add a sense. I haven't lost any of my own sensation or ability. It's like I found something that's always been mine. I part my legs and pull him closer into me, tugging his belt loops, and then moving my fingers to firmly stroke his cock. And holy fuck, his cock. It's pulsating with heat. <clears throat> Against the seam of his pants, straining toward my touch, aching for more. And what's it like? He murmurs into the crook of my neck, my soft warm skin on his lips. Fucking amazing. I can't wait anymore. I push him back and kneel, fervishly undoing his pants, pulling his cock out of his boxers. Ah, release. 
The pent-up heat collides with the cool air of the room, then the stream of breath catches from my open mouth. I can feel it pulsing slightly as the blood flows around, waiting for more sensation. I wet my lips and caress my head, my God, gently, waiting to savor the moment. He groans, and I do too, creating light vibrations. My mouth feels amazing. It's somehow releasing my building tension all at once, soft and warm and wet on his throbbing skin. I squeeze one hand tight around his base, trapping that pleasurable pressure, and to start to work my mouth along his shaft, swirling my tongue, pulling with my hands. I've always prided myself on my great blowjob abilities, but now I'm able to enjoy them in a totally new way. Frenzied heat spreads from the fingers still gripping my hair to my cock being milked in my mouth, and waves build up almost, almost to the tip when he yanks my head away, gasping, God, baby, not yet, not yet. I'm gasping too and laughing out loud, Holy fuck, Rob, I'm so good at that. He pulls me up to kiss me. Wait till you feel your pussy come on me. He whispers as he unbuttons my jeans and slips his fingers inside me. I strip him fast, and then I'm at my own clothes now. Now I'm feeling my body against his, the points of my nipples pressing into his skin, my firm thighs wrapped around him, my soft ass in his strong palms. He breaks away from me, and I whimper, the hot press of our bodies replaced by cold, empty space. I open my eyes and find him sitting on the couch, watching me with anticipation, with a flush spread across his cheek, his chest, his cock standing straight up against his belly. Yum. I kneel in front of him, but he has a different idea, pulling me up and spinning me around to sit on his lap. My back feels so soft against his cock, and I ache at the pulses that are gripping the head. I want you to know how perfect you feel when you come. He lifts me up by the hips and guides me onto him, slowly working his tip into me. I'm moaning, totally immersed in how my pussy feels wrapped up around him, wet and hot and trembling, and then he's filled me up completely. I try to bounce on him, but he holds me still, pinning my arms around my back and then gently curling one hand around my throat. There's plenty of time for that. I take a deep breath and open myself up, from, up for him as he licks his fingers and starts to massage my clit. It's so easy to get overwhelmed by the new sensations. I lean my head back into the crook of his neck and I can smell myself through him. Clean hair, heady vanilla perfume, the musky scent of our juices slipping from my pussy. That's a good girl. The rumbling from his chest stirs me. Are you ready to come for me? Slap. He smacks my clit so that it stings just enough that I cry out, my cunt jolting, squeezing around his cock. Yes, Rob, please let me come, I whine. 
He rubs my clit and slaps it over and over and over again until I'm screaming. My pussy feels incredible, coiling frantically around every inch of him, each slap more making my pulse harder. And suddenly, I'm hitting my peak. My pussy gapes wide, covering him with heat as I gush and then gasp, leaning back into him, panting. He laughs, gently kissing my neck, running his fingers through my hair. Just, just give me a second. A second is all I need before I'm dying to make him come. I hop from him and lap to kneel on the couch beside him, leaning over the cushions with my ass in the air. I look back at him and smile. Come for me, Danny, I say, tilting my pussy up to him. He groans, biting his lip, and stands to oblige me. He grabs my hips hard and roughly shoves his cock into me. My swollen, fucked pussy feels amazing, and I drive my hips back, taking him in more, 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 until he hits my limit, and I cry out. You act like this is your first time. He chuckles, showing me no mercy as he smacks my ass, grips my throat with his other hand, and pulls my face back to kiss my temple. I close my eyes and watch him fuck me through his, every thrust sending shockwaves through my body. My curves taper into my little waist. My lips are parted with pleasure. I can't find the words to reply. I'm so immersed in the way his cock feels pounding into me over and over, building up heat. It's so fucking hard and white hot, I can't stand it anymore. Please come. Please come. Please come. I'm begging for it, and he's slamming into me harder and harder, and finally, I'm screaming at the release he gives me. I can feel all the hot pressure surge through his cock as it pulses, his tip imploding as he come, shoots through it. My wetness envelops him, holding his cock as he pumps one, two, three times. Even though it lasts only a few seconds, it feels like time stops to let me experience this amazing sensation. I'm gasping as his cock slowly releases the tension, releases its heat. He holds himself in me and relaxes. Still tingling, he slips out of me and pulls me to lay on top of him, kissing him lazily. I use my nails to rake his scalp and hold his head to my chest. I close my eyes to let his feelings drain from me like water. How do you like fucking yourself? He finally asks, his eyes crinkling at the edge. He looks genuinely happy. Well, frankly, I don't even know how you keep your hands off me. I lift my eyebrows. Or your dick. I'm a little impressed that you're not just jerking off constantly. He laughs. I'm glad you understand. Think you want to do it again? I scoff. Of course. There's a lot more to explore than just my pussy. He groans and kisses his way from my chest to my mouth, fingers reaching between my legs. I arch toward him. I keep my mind to myself this time. A girl can only handle coming in so many ways. In His Head by Bridget Bell Circe You should definitely fucking tip me. Listen to how well I do, even with a little ah, even with a little ha, even a little ha in my throat. Ah, and I still kill it for you? I still bring it for you? I still lay it all down for you? Oh my goodness.
<laughs> you girls have some real good taste in porn. That's interesting. And I'm just going to say, right now, I don't know how, and I don't know when, and I don't know where. I am totally stealing that. I am totally stealing the premise of what we just read. I am 100% stealing that premise. I don't know how. I don't know how to apply it. But I know that I like it enough that I want to do it from a male perspective. And eventually I will. Oh, my goodness. I lick your pussy, but I can feel your pussy as I lick your pussy. I lick your pussy, but I feel your pussy as I lick your pussy. Oh, I love licking your pussy, but feeling your pussy as I lick that pussy. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it. Audio certainly has its own issues, but I'm definitely going to do it. It's just a matter of figuring it out. <laughs> I'm glad everybody's having a good time. I'm having a great time, too. Thank you so much. Everybody who's listening to this on the recording, what the hell are you doing? Why won't you come out to a live show? Why won't you come out? This is how they are. Okay. <clears throat> We got another one. We've got a lot more porn. But we've got another one starting up right about now. I'm just trying to get into the porny mood. <clears throat> his hands found my breasts, and his fingers coaxed my nipples too hard, little nubs again, and they ached with every pinch. My clit begins to throb, and I thrust my hips with the arousal that was building inside me. Do you want my love? He asks. I lick my lips and motion downward with my eyes. Taste me, I said. He smiles and licked his lips and leaned forward and pulled my panties to the side. My clit was so engorged it peeked out from above the folds of my pussy and he exhaled a hot breath on it. I gasped at how good it felt. And then his hot breath was replaced by his warm, wet tongue. It swirled in little circles down one side of my pussy and then up the other, never quite dipping it inside, but hard enough that the pressure of every swirl made its way right to my clint. I moaned as I ground my pussy against his mouth. I wanted to feel his soft, wet lips encircle my clit. I wanted him to suck it into his mouth while he flicked at it with the tip of his tongue. I wanted to feel the wetness of another orgasm drench his lips and chin. And then I wanted to feel his cock inside me. Oh, fuck. I needed to have his cock inside me. I looked down and pleaded with my eyes for him to make me come. He smiled and kept eye contact with me, and then plunged his tongue inside me and lapped up my juices, and then slid his tongue up to flick at my clit. I was riding on the edge of another orgasm, and he was making me ride it, making me squirm. The lips tingled and twitched as he took close as he took me close and then backed away he was teasing me now as i had teased him and each tiny flick of his pointed tongue sent a blissful jolt of ecstasy inside me that gradually filled me to overflowing yes 
gas, baby, I said, my voice hoarse from gasping. Please pay, play with me. Please make me come. Ah, but we can't have that yet, ma chérie, he answered. He stopped the wonderful tonguing he had been giving me and replaced his mouth with one of his long fingers. He slid it inside me, and I clenched my pussy around it. That made him smile. He curled it upward and found my G-spot, and I gasped. I threw my head back and moaned, and he lowered his mouth again to blow warm breaths against my pulsing clit. First, it was one finger massaging that spot, and then two. My mind floated away as his fingers coaxed pleasure from me that I had never known. My body quivered, and I arched my back to feel the palm of his hand push against my clit. I lay back on the table and let my hands roam my body. He licked my pussy from bottom to top, his tongue stopping to circle my clit with every single lick. I spread my legs wider to invite him in completely, to open myself to whatever new pleasures he wanted to give me. I was at the place of beautiful torture, stuck between wanting the arousal to last forever and the wanting to feel my body release the pleasure he was storing in me, and knowing I couldn't have both. But he didn't give me any choice as he pulled my clit inside his mouth and suckled on it. I lost control as I felt wave after wave of pure bliss pulse up my legs and through my body. I thrust my pussy against his mouth with each suck on my clit. My legs were splayed wide. My body, knowing the want I felt to have his hard cock, buried inside me. The sweet, sensual music of my orgasm filled the room. I looked down, and our eyes just met, and I could feel his lips form a smile against my pussy. He lifted his head, and I saw his lips and chin were wet with my juices, and I smiled back. Would you like me to play the next movement? He asked. I was still coming down from my orgasm, and I nodded a bit lower. Fuck me, I begged. He stood and unbuttoned his shirt, never breaking eye contact with me. He unbuckled his belt, unfastened his jeans, and slid them down. I felt his cock spring free from the hit inside of my thigh, and then he moved it so it rested against my pussy. He put his hands on either side of me on the table and slid his cock against my wet pussy, and it slipped between the folds of that soft underside of his cock rubbed against my engorged clit. Oh, God, I said, please just fuck me. I want you inside me. I pouted playfully and begged. We must build to another crescendo. Oh, <clears throat> we must build to another crescendo, Cherie, he said, and then we will have an ending that will be as none before. His smile was decadent, his eyes were filled with lust, and the soft skin of his hard cock against my sex was having its intended effect. I was feeling a stronger arousal now as I felt his cock slide between my sensitive lips. 
I felt the head of his cock push agonizingly at the entrance of my pussy, and I wanted to thrust him into me hard. Instead, I pulled back and slid his hardness back up to my clit. I was aching to have him inside, and I could tell his need to push that wonderful hard cock inside me was growing. His moans grew to match mine, and I knew the feeling of my wet pussy lips on the head of his cock was getting too much for the both of us. Let the finale begin, he said, and he slid the tip of his cock inside me. We both gasped as he held his cock in there for a moment. I contracted my pussy to pull him further inside, and he then threw his head back at the sensation. Inch, by excruciating inch, he pushed his cock inside me, and every time I squeezed my pussy around him. His cock felt wonderful, and it filled me, but I wanted it all inside me. I rolled it to the side and rested my leg against his shoulder, and he plunged his cock all the way in. Oh, yes, I hissed. He held it there and ground hard against me to make sure he was all the way inside before he pulled back. He thrust deep inside a second time, and then a third, and then he hit a rhythm. His thumb found my clit, encircled it as he fucked me with his thick, hard cock. My fingers rolled my nipples and I felt myself climbing another mountain of pleasure, but this time I was going to have something reach the summit with me. He pulled out of me and rolled me on my stomach, pushed my knees together as he held my ankles in front of him. I felt his cock between my knees as he caressed my calves, and then I felt his cock sliding my stocking-covered legs. He reached forward and massaged my ass, and then pulled the sides of my thong down toward my knees. He stepped back and pulled it all the way off, and then pulled my ankles apart. He leaned forward and playfully bit one side of my ass— and then the other, and then licked and kissed them. I could feel his hot breath between my cheeks. His tongue playfully lapped at my pussy from behind. I turned back to look at him, and the wanton look on his face told me all I needed to know. We make our finale music now, my love, he said. He pulled me back toward him and plunged his cock hard inside me. I rose up on my elbows and pushed back against him as I felt his hips slap rhythmically against my ass. He grabbed my shoulders and pulled me back against him with every thrust. I looked back at him as we matched each other's pleasure, and it grew. His cock was even harder now, and I was drenched with arousal. The look in his eyes was almost feral, and I wanted him to fuck me hard. My eyes must have looked the same to him because he pushed down my hips against the table and plunged his cock deep inside me. His pace quickened, and I could feel his cock pulsing against my insides. I reached underneath and fingered my clit while he finger-fucked me faster and faster. I turned and looked at him with pure, wanton lust. I want you come inside me, I said. Make me come. Yes, Cherie, he said, I will make us both come now. 
and he put his hands against my lower back and pushed down. I was pinned beneath his powerful thrust, full of his magnificent cock, my fingers strumming my clit. An animal groan came deep from inside him, and I felt his cock begin to spasm. I felt splurt after splurt of his cum fill me and push me over the edge. I screamed with bliss I never knew as the world went white with pleasure. We both gasped and moaned and writhed against each other, begging each other to keep fucking, to keep coming, to keep this amazing feeling alive for as long as we could. Each mutual thrust gave a new wave of orgasms that gradually ebbed and slowed as we stopped. He leaned forward and wrapped his arms around me and kissed the nape of my neck and my back and then pulled me in a close, warm hug. I love the way you play with me. I purred. He brushed the hair from my face and kissed my neck and then nibbled on my ear. I felt the sweet wetness of our mingled cum between my legs, and I shivered. There are many more ways I want to play with you, Cherie, he said. And I will. Tease Me by Erica Fox <clears throat> pretty hot. Pretty hot. Wish I could. Wish I could do some more more shellery. More little. I, I can't really do shelleries. I feel like Gambit from X Men the Animated Series. That's pretty much my. It's pretty much my number one reference for the word sherry. <laughs> No, I don't. I know. I know. I don't. I actually have no idea what Gambit from the X-Men the cartoon sounds like because it's been 25 years, probably longer. Uh, but that is what I think of the word Sherry. That's who I think of Gambit from X-Men the animated series on Fox. There you go. <clears throat> I've been warned that this one is interesting. So... Let's get into some interesting porn, shall we? From the beginning, Kim and Jonathan had been... One more time? <laughs> From the beginning, Kim and Jonathan had to be creative because of their work schedules. She worked from 10 to 7. He worked from 5 in the afternoon to midnight, or 1 in the morning. They played a game taking turns to see who could come up with the most erotic method of waking the other. Kim roused Jonathan from sleep one morning at 7 a.m. with a gentle massage, starting with his feet and working her way up. The massage oil was scented and sexy. Both of them required a shower afterwards, and the shower, of course, had its own erotic consequences. Jonathan spread rose petals on a blanket in front of the fireplace and carried Kim there one morning around 2 a.m. She was asleep when he picked her up, and the feel of smell of the bruised roses along with the caresses made for a delicious and sensuous bout of lovemaking. Another time, she woke to find a police officer standing over her, eager to punish her for some imaginary transgression. So that Wednesday night, when she awoke to a soft stroking of her thigh, the complete darkness of the room, it was no surprise. The curtains were drawn together tightly, 
so no light came in from the street, no moon from the stars intruded. He even covered the clock to extinguish its pale glow. It was utterly black, and her body responded to his touch instantly. Her nipples hardened, and she could feel her cunt pulse in expectation. He pulled the light sheet away from her body to expose her bare skin, and the slight breeze from the ceiling fan overhead thrilled her. She felt alive in every cell of her body, alive and desirable. He touched her again, lightly, just his fingertips along her calf and further up her thigh. Kim ached for more contact, for the hard, demanding thrust of his body against hers. But she knew how to play the game. She lay still as a stone, her breath escaping her in small gasps of pleasure. He stood over her, patiently stroking every inch of her long leg, each tantalizing caress ending just short of her pussy. Sometimes the back of his hand would just brush against the swollen lips. She moaned softly each time that happened, but did not move. Finally, he got on the bed next to her, and she smiled, anticipating the heightened sensation to come. He did not speak a word, not an endearment or a whispered instruction. It seemed like all his being was focused on his hands as they touched her, fingers circling her nipples, teasing. Kim's desire began to overwhelm her. Still, he didn't touch her cunt, and Kim relaxed under his hands, recognizing that he had the ability to make her skin as sensitive as most typical erotic spots. She gave herself over to the sensation, reveling in it. When he brought her hands up, when he brought her hands up to his lips and sucked two fingers wetly into his mouth, it was a shock. Her pussy contracted, and she could feel the cream of her desire begin to trickle up and out towards her ass. Kim couldn't help herself now. She reached up blindly, wanting to pull him closer, pull him in deep into the heat, feel his skin against her own. Although the room was so dark he barely appeared as a shadow against the shadows, her hand went directly to the back of his neck, and he moved down to kiss her. Chased, soft kisses at first, on her lips, her neck, her ears, her cheeks. And then she put a hand on either side of his face and firmly turned his lips to hers. She nipped at him, then forced her tongue inside his mouth, the first kiss was so long she broke it off with a gasp, feeling herself drowning in sensation. Now it was his turn to moan. His kisses became more urgent, and somewhere in the back of her mind she wondered at this different, more sensual Jonathan. He suddenly pulled away as she separated from the heat of his body. Kim began... Kim... <clears throat> Kim again became aware of the gentle kiss of the fan's breeze against her skin. He stroked her thighs harder now, and she spread her legs in mute appeal. His fingers spread wide, and at the top of her thigh, his thumb collided with the lips of her pussy, touching her roughly but quickly, not entering her body but pulling pressure off her clit and dripping 
into the wetness. Kim moaned with pleasure, whispered please, please, words escaping her lips without thought. He took his hands off her body without a word, and she was panicked, needing his touch, now needing his cock deep inside her, and the powerful, consuming release of orgasm. Almost immediately, he grasped her thighs and swung her cunt towards him. When he plunged his mouth down onto her pussy, she shuddered with a dark, delicious pleasure. All their play, he had never gone down on her before. He cupped one big hand under her ass and raised her cunt up to his mouth. His fingers were busy as he sucked gently at her clit, darting his tongue in and out, over and around the lips of her cunt. When he thrust two fingers deep inside her, the first full penetration of her pussy, he slipped another finger up to her ass, wet and hot from the juices running out of her cunt. Kim cried out wildly as wave after wave of orgasm washed over her, submerged her in pleasure and sensation. Hands Fingers, lips, he kept them all still while the orgasm consumed her. When she could breathe again, he slowly withdrew his fingers from her cunt and then rested them firmly against her labia and clit. His mouth moved over the top of her thighs, over her belly and up. He alternated soft kisses with little nips, unexpected and erotic. Now Kim moved her hands on his body, quickly finding his nipples as hard as her own. She tweaked them, and he gasped softly. She felt a thrill of a different kind of pleasure, his desire and her power to fulfill it. At last, his lips reached her mound of her breasts and nipples full and hot. The touch of his lips and then his teeth were a shock. It set her pussy off into an aftershock of orgasm, and she moaned. Now his body was stretched full length along hers. He brought his lips up to meet hers, and again they kissed, a long, slow meeting of mouth and tongue and teeth, the fullness of their lips touching and teasing. Kim grasped the smooth face again, marveling at this new level of sensuality. He tasted of her, a faintly wild, faintly salty echo that made her pussy contract again with the memory of orgasm. She reached down below her waist, loving that feel of muscle under flesh, so different from her own skin, yielding and soft. A lean man's belly seems to point towards his groin, hip bones framing that deep V that ends in a nest of curls in his penis, that penis was hard and long, and she could feel his pleasure as she squeezed it. She rubbed her finger over the head before quickly guiding it into the warmth and wetness of her hungry cunt. The length and size made Kim gasp before reaching around to his buttocks and then raking them lightly with her fingernails. This was love-making on a different level, and she responded with ferocity. After three or four hard thrusts, she pushed up on his hip bones to keep his cock just barely within her cunt. She slipped her hands between their two bodies and grasped his balls, rubbing his shaft with her thumb. Let's make it hotter, baby, she whispered and swung her legs out from under him to put one leg on each of his shoulders. 
She imagined what he would be seeing if it wasn't pitch black, her glistening, swollen lips, the tip of his cock poised over her pussy. It only took the thought of that to bring her to a frenzy. She pulled his body deep into hers, the thrust made deeper by her legs framing his face. The soft skin of her calves was caught in the stubble of his cheeks, sole friction, an echo of the passion below. She sank her fingernails into his buttocks again, urging him deeper and deeper. Every inch of her skin was exquisitely sensitive. Her hand caressed her face, and he slid his fingers in and out of her mouth. She imagined she held that beautiful cock between her lips, and the thought made her moan louder. He began to shudder, his thrust getting faster and more urgent. Kim moved her hand around to his ass and barely touched the puckered skin between the cheeks before he exploded into orgasm. He surged and groaned, his cock still hard but spent inside her cunt, and Kim got all the thought escaped her so she could experience the feel of his skin against hers, his cum filling her up, his lips now on hers, gently. Still, without a single word, Jonathan got up and went into the bathroom, closing the door before turning on the light. He was thoughtful like that. Kim drifted off to sleep, a smile on her face and cum warm and sticky between her legs. Later, she woke to hear the TV in the living room. Jonathan needed to unwind after work. Usually sex did the trick, but... She didn't mind his absence from the bed. He'd certainly taken very good care of her before switching on the idiot box. As Kim slipped into sleep again, she realized the clock face was now glowing softly, providing just a little bit of illumination. But playing in the dark sure had been fun. They both had Sundays off. That was their day to laze around in bed and enjoy each other. Sometimes Kim wore sexy lingerie, Jonathan kept her wardrobe fresh and exciting, sometimes they just laid around naked. This Sunday, Kim was pretending to read a paper, but she was really admiring her husband's body. He was in good shape, long and lean, a runner. He was also thickly covered in reddish-brown pelt on his chest, legs, and arms. Kim gave up on the paper and reached over it to stroke his thigh. She was gratified, as always, to see his cock immediately respond. She loved to take him up in her mouth, and he was only partially erect, and feel his passion growing. She sucked while she stroked his leg and balls, his ass. <clears throat> when she thought he was just about to come, she pulled away. Want to go down on me? She whispered in his ear. She began to kiss him softly at first, but then grew demanding, hard, even nipping a bit. His face felt odd, cupped in his hands, somehow different. A sudden insight hit her, so she pulled hard away from his lips, his lips framing by a thick and full beard. Her mind flew back to Wednesday night, the feel of his face, clean-shaven, but slightly prickly, a five o'clock shadow, the feel of his face against the thighs, probed with his tongue and sucked and stroked. She looked at him and reached out to touch his beard. You didn't shave, she said softly. He looked confused. It was so dark, she murmured, remembering the darkened room, the alarm clock covered, the curtains tightly shut against the stray moonlight or streetlights. A surge of lush washed over her. Now 
she recalled his skillful tongue, his hard cock that seemed longer, heavier than usual. Even more aroused, her mouth moved across his chest and down again to his cock. She spoke before she took him into his mouth. I like it in the dark. Succubus by Abby Bennett. Boy, quite a twist there at the end, huh? Uh, one more piece of porn, one more piece of porn, we got one more piece of porn, oh, one more piece of porn, and then the show is over, so I hope you like it, I got one more piece of porn. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> you walk in the door, and you're immediately surprised to not see me waiting to greet you when you walk in. Three days you've been away for work, and you certainly expected a warm welcome upon your return. Setting your stuff down, you call out for me, but I don't answer. Growing concerned, you make your way upstairs to hear a familiar song. Our song playing softly, coming from the master bedroom. You get that sly grin on your face because you now know what I'm up to. You quicken your pace and turn into the bathroom to find me laid back in the tub, candles lit, just enough bubbles about me to make you have to remember what's barely underneath. You smile at me as you say, There's my baby girl. My eyes quickly flutter open and I lift my head to see you. Grinning wide, I say, Hi, Daddy. I missed you. You slowly walk over to me, undoing your belt and quickly walking out of your pants and underwear. By the time you reach the edge of the tub, you've begun to lift your shirt off as I lean up out of the water to slide my hand up your stomach, tracing my fingers over your tattoos, outlining them with my fingertips. I lean back into the tub as you step in to join me, biting my lip as I watch your growing hard-on slip out of view as you settle into the bubbles with me. I see you smirk, steal across your face, you always enjoy seeing me ache for your cock. We sit there for a moment, only a few feet apart, looking in each other's eyes, searching, thinking, planning. But just as I'm about to open my mouth to break the silence, you come in towards me and settle yourself between my legs and kiss me hard, wrapping your hand around my head, weaning your fingers into my curls. Pressing into my face, forcing your tongue into my mouth, pushing me against the tub as your other hand quickly finds my erect nipples under the bubbles and twist one hard enough, and then the other. My chest rises in response as I reach out for your placing both hands on either side of your face. Soon, your hand begins moving down my stomach and down between my legs, with your other hand still wrapped up in my hair. Your grip tightens just as you slip two fingers into me. I immediately gasp against your lips 
and lift upwards, you break away from our kiss to ask me, Was that too rough for my baby girl? You start to slowly pull your fingers back out of me. I quickly shake my head no, and I smile and answer for you, No, Daddy. And immediately you slam your fingers back into me, whispering, Good, before resuming our Frenching. Rapidly you finger-fuck me, and I know I'm going to come soon. You've been gone so long, and this is all I've thought about. I'm hot and ready to come. You can feel my pussy tightening, and you know I'm close, so you quickly pull your hand away and say, Not yet, baby. Before grabbing my arms and pulling me towards you, you sit back and help me move into you, your lap, and quickly slide your cock up in me as I sit on you. My mouth agape, forehead pressed to yours, my arms wrapped under yours and around your back as you quickly start moving me up and down your cock. This won't be long. We're both so ready for it. We watch each other's faces closely, each seeing the other get closer and closer to climaxing as we breathe heavier, moaning and grunting, my mouth still hung open and your teeth gritted. Are you ready for Daddy to come, baby girl? You ask me as I feel you tensing up, your hands gripping my hips even tighter. Yes, Daddy, I'm ready. I shakily respond as you feel my pussy tightening around you. I start shaking as my orgasm rips through my body and I cry out for you, my pussy throbbing against you and puts you over the edge and you begin coming hard inside me. Your pace slowed that hard single thrust to each shot of cum until you're finally spent. We pause only a moment as we breathe heavily, eyes still locked. But soon you pull me back to your chest and wrap your arms around me, still inside me, as you lean back against the tub and hold me against you as we catch our breath. Kissing the top of my head as you smooch over my hair with your big hand, you say, What a good girl you are. To which I reply, Always for you, Daddy. That is Bath with Daddy from Red-Headed Sub on Literotica Sub with two Bs. Guys... That's the show tonight. One last little thing to the tip to anybody who does want to go ahead and tip. Thank you so much. I thought we had more requests than that. When I saw that there were four fairly lengthy, fairly reasonably lengthy porn pieces, I thought it was going to be a two-hour show. <coughs> but I, but I, even, I even vogued at the beginning, and I talked a little. And, you know, we did quick quotes. We, we did a lot today, and we still got through it so quickly. So what that means is there's not a tip show next Friday because it's a patron show. But it does mean for that first weekend of June, I'm going to need you girls out here. I'm going to need you girls to have some great porn like you had tonight. I'm going to need more of you here because you miss me because it's been two weeks for all the girls who aren't patrons. And I'm going to need to go for at least two hours. Oh, my God. I had a great time tonight. I hope you guys had a great time as well. I really did. I had a lovely time. Thank you to everybody who comes out early. Thank you to everybody who comes out at all. Thank you to everybody who shares the podcast. 
A lot more of you are listening to the tip shows now on the on the retrospect. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm glad that you find it fun. We've got seven weeks left in this season. I plan on rocking out all seven of those episodes. Oh, my goodness. It's really going along pretty well. If you enjoy the podcast, come out. Become a patron. Share it with a friend. There's so many ways to support all of the work and all of the healing and all of the fun that we're doing. Thank you guys very, 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 very much for being you, for being fans. Truly, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I just want to have longer shows. I just want to have longer shows with bigger crowds and make more money. Is that so wrong? Don't say yes, because I will absolutely form a vendetta against you if you do. That's all I want. Is that so bad? I just want to be strong enough to destroy the world with my hands, as I talked about earlier. Is that really such a big ask? I don't think it is. All right, guys. We stretch this out to just about 90 minutes. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you're enjoying everything. I'm sure having the time of my life being the Grey Knight, you made me one. Um, so it's on you. If you don't like the direction I'm going, it's your fault. You made this. You put me in this armor. <laughs> Thank you very much again. I'm going to stop the show now.